Are all movie genres created equal? I don't know. Probably not. There are some that I like better than others, though, and there are some that I don't visit very often. One of those is the rom-com or romantic comedy, which is odd because I like both of these things, romance and comedy. And maybe it's more that I don't like the modern rom-com. I don't find them either romantic or funny. There is at least one exception to this, and for this episode of Movies Will Save the World, we are going to examine 2012's Safety Not Guaranteed. And I will see if I can convince Glenn that this is the greatest of the modern rom-coms, and that it might just save the world. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And this is Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the 2012 movie. Uh, Chris, this was your pick in the category of, I think you made the audacious claim of only good Uh, (laughs) rom-com. 2012's Safety Not Guaranteed. Guaranteed, Um, yeah. Yeah, which uh, I had never seen before, so this was a lot of fun. Which was great. Good. Yeah, it was a it's a great cast, a, a really fun movie. But um, uh, so, Chris, like, why did you select this for this category? And do you want to sure. weigh into the well, I, yeah, no, the claim? I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you that's, bastard! That's, that's not I, how we I do got this. You to watch it. No, yes. No, I thought very carefully about this, and it's interesting uh-huh. because, well, just because. Um, <laughs> when I when I told my wife, I said, "I think this is the best um, rom com ever made," mm-hmm. because yeah. we 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 saw it together the very first time, like in two thousand and. 12 mm-hmm. and she said it's it's not a rom-com and i was like well why not i mean it has it's it's a comedy and it's romantic it seems to fit those two things yeah and then i started to think well and then maybe this is like <laughs> this is my issue with this particular genre is uh-huh. is i never feel like these movies were intended for men to watch them Mm-hmm. Now that may I may be wrong, but I never mm-hmm. feel like this is a movie that I'm supposed to relate to in, in sure. rom coms. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not. It's not that they're all bad. Um, yeah. I mean, some are really bad, no, and sure. some of my least favorite movies of all time. But um, you know, they're some of them are funny um, mm-hmm. and they're cute and they're you know they're lightweight, you know, disposable movies. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? You know. <laughs> I yeah. watch a lot of movies, and I don't need them all to be profound, uh, but I do need them to be entertaining. Well, um, I mean, in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you and I, I know both really enjoy the horror genre, which is full of absolute <laughs> of dreck. Just, 
right? Yeah, uh, exactly. So, There's so yeah. much crap. This, so, this isn't a, like, uh, you know, we have this standard that is unimpeccable or unimpeachable, <laughs> you know, right? Good dreams, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So it's not yeah. like the idea and, you know, conceptualization of a movie that's both funny and romantic. <laughs> Actually, that is a good combination. Right. It is a really, I mean... That's um, something I would think I should like, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just so, yeah, it has nothing to do with like, oh, this isn't, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm too good for this. (laughs) No, I think the issue has been is that for, for one, they're, I mean, and a lot of famous actors, you know, have been in rom-coms, you know, so it's, it's there and good directors, um, but why is it that I just find myself like at the end thinking, well, it was okay. I mean, I, yeah. it was fine. But then this, then this one kind of to me stands out in some ways, and I'm thinking, well, why can't it be mm-hmm. considered a rom com? I mean, it has, like I said, it has the elements of a trajectory of you know of a of a of, a, of two people right. um, who are mismatched. Yeah. <laughs> um, who work through difficulties and find each other in the end, and it has it has um, a happy ending, you know, as yeah. far as I know. Um, and I, it, you throw in time travel there, so which is well, yeah. So <laughs> let's let's pause right there because I had the same question coming into this conversation: Is this a rom com? And my wife also and I had the same conversation that you and yours did, which is: Is this really a rom com? But. Um, yeah, I mean, one could make the assertion that the reason that like guys like you and me enjoy this is there's a time travel element. Also, <laughs> there there is a dude who is like obsessed with like people are following me and also he has some very he has a very soft place in his heart for his Star Wars characters. Like, you know, there's you've a heard, lot of yes, stuff you've here. already touched upon two of the hallmarks I think of this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff here that me as like a little boy, like I get it. I really identify oh. with it, you know? So Yeah, and I, I want to get to some of that yeah. later yeah. on in this discussion because that's mm-hmm. that's those little details for oh, yeah. some, some weird reason. And maybe <laughs> that's why mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has little it has it the movie has points in it where it's like, yeah, probably there's not a lot of women who are like think like vintage star wars figures are really cool or something Mm -hmm. you know i don't think Mm -hmm. that's like like i can you know i can't really impress many people with that kind of yeah but when he talks about it it's like (laughs) it's just a little touch like yeah totally (laughs) yeah well the thing the thing that i saw myself in myself or saw myself in his character in the moment and you know is him talking about he had took his star wars characters to camp and got made fun of and stuff like that and he was like i didn't want them to be lonely and yeah yeah i was that kid i was that exactly. kid. i so i believed I. that you know i had like puppets and as a little kid and like you know action figures and yep to me they were real beings Thanks. and yeah exactly they had yes absolutely they had some <laughs> yeah. sort of energy force that like uh-huh. was you know i did i had to make sure that they you know <laughs> were taken out every day so they could like <laughs> do what they do and as at school yeah. 
and I'd put them away every night, not because I was all that cleanly as a kid, because there's lots of stuff I yeah. didn't care about, like clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things, yeah, were special. And the fact that he shared that with right. Darius, mm-hmm. um, you could tell he was being very, you know, he wasn't obviously trying to impress her. He was just being <laughs> <laughs> himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> when I was dating, I would usually usually lead with that. <laughs> Strange that it didn't work. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, so let's uh, where to start? Um, yeah, yeah, because well, we do start like it is Darius's story played. I think in mm. a very a very un Aubrey. Plaza sort of, I mean, she does play herself to an extent, yeah. but I think she shows far greater range than I've seen her in many things. Um, yeah. I I mean, I, where she's still recognizably her, but mm-hmm. um, I loved her in this role. I really did as Darius. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought she was great. I thought, I agree with you. I think that um, she uh, went some places that you don't necessarily see her go in, you know, roles like... Uh, Parks and Rec and, and other things that she's done. Um, but there was still enough of her, like, sort of deadpan, cynical, yeah. you yeah, know, exactly. uh, attitude. I, I absolutely loved the scene where she makes contact with the uh, Kenneth, right, in the grocery yeah, store. Kenneth. And yep. her yep. first words are, do you sell guns here? It's a grocery outlet. <laughs> And, and his response is, what kind of guns? This is a wonderful exchange between the two of them, you know? Do you sell guns here? What kind of guns? I don't know. Something sexy and affordable with killing power. And immediately you see how they play off of each other. Like that chemistry yeah. starts right there where they're both... You know, maybe her, she's maybe playing a role a little bit more than he is, but you know, they're both kind yeah. of going along with it, which was, which they continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually kind of a cool scene. Cause like yeah. she kind of saunters up to him and <laughs> <laughs> opens with that uh-huh. and then says something like, are your calibrations like solid right. or something like that? She's critiquing his ad. The writing in the ad is what she's talking about. That was the, if your ad wasn't so sloppily written, maybe. Yeah. Like, um, well, and then, can, yeah. Can I? I don't want to like totally jump off of her, but just for the sake of kind of, <laughs> I feel like we've dip, dove so far into this movie right out of the gate. But like, um, <laughs> you know, the premise of the classified ad about time travel um that was the first point that i laughed out loud in this when when they read the ad right and and you know the whole it's like looking for someone to go back in time uh you know you must bring your own weapons uh we get the the title right safety not guaranteed and then the last line i lost it at i've done this once before i've only done this once before <laughs> what's hilarious <laughs> now did you know that uh, that is that is actually that the movie's built on that premise which was an actual classified yeah i yeah. i read that yeah that's yeah, hilarious I, 
Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, <laughs> that's where the they got the idea and then mm-hmm. just built this wonderfully strange story. Um, yeah, about that, which <laughs> honestly, you know. Um, so yeah, it it had <laughs> obviously any movie that has time travel in it, Glenn. You know, like <laughs> I'm in. Right? It doesn't even have to do. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway there already. Right. <laughs> but to then deliver this kind of poignant character mm-hmm. piece, you know, because we learn, I don't know, we, we learn about these people and we actually like, you know, want, it, okay, so there's that, like, and there's like some weaving in and out, because then we have like the character of Jeff who's yeah. running kind of a same trajectory on the other side. So mm-hmm. Kenneth, he wants to go back and supposedly save his girlfriend's life is right. what we think. Right. And then Jeff is going back to, um, mm-hmm. wait, what's the name of the town? It's Oceanside or something. Isn't Ocean it? What View is, or something like that. Yeah. Ocean View. Yeah. Um, to hook up with his old, you know, this old flame that, mm-hmm. you know, rekindled his, you know, he's obviously and that's that. That's a part two I want to kind of explore mm-hmm. at, yeah. in our little chat today because I think that's in, his story's interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas his is more tragic, yeah. And and, and um, Darius is a more, um, you know, com- comedic in the sense like it has a good ending for her. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's. So, <laughs> to, to say, why can't this be a rom-com? I guess I would need evidence, <laughs> like, of someone to tell me why. Well, here's why it can't. Because I, to, yeah. me it, it, to me, it solves the basic criteria there. I mean, just yeah. just because it has time travel and <laughs> conspiracy theories and things like that should negate yeah. the fact that it is, that it is you know, a romantic comedy. Yeah, I mean, this this could be an entire, like, there could be, I, well, I, maybe not volumes written on the subject. Maybe not, that's maybe going a little bit too far, but, you know, I, you know, in going into the conversation that I had with my wife, I was like, well, I mean, how do you define a rom-com? Yeah, this exactly. This does have both of those things, romance and comedy. It's a slightly different, oh, I didn't, it's not even a slightly different formula, it's just that the elements are different, right? Instead of like, precisely instead of like, I need someone to be my plus one at my sister's wedding that I've always had insecurities around. And my plus one happens to be the intern from the newspaper played by Matthew McConaughey, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, instead it's this wacky time travel thing, but, um, right. It's, it's, you know, the tropes are, the tropes are there. They're just Mm -hmm. decorated differently. If I could just, yeah, Mix up oh, all sorts of crazy metaphors there. It's not, um, you know, rather than like, okay, girl goes back to her hometown and <laughs> she's different and the town's the same and she meets the, you know, it's like. The lumberjack. She meets a lumberjack. Who, yeah. It's just you know, put who, in the who, blender and it comes out a certain way, right? Yeah. It's a Hollywood lifetime Christmas movie. You know, the high powered executive. <laughs> Working in New right. York, hasn't been married, and has to find true love in 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 fucking I don't he, know uh, he Vermont. Finds, he, right? Yeah, he finds out it was in front of him the whole time. That's you know, right. She or takes whatever. her glasses off, and she's beautiful. Like all those things, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think yeah, to go back to my. 
original insight is that mm-hmm. I often feel like when I'm watching those things, and I, I, I heck can't say I've watched a m- many, well, I've watched a lot, but mm-hmm. probably as much as the average guy. But I never feel like, yeah, this is like they're telling. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not. It's never. It's it's it's. They're they're not written for me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't right. need that. You know, <laughs> but right. but in this case, I feel like well, it has things that um, I could relate to, and mm-hmm. they were weird, and they yeah. were very specific, and it's like yeah, like I know what it's like to feel like that. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that and it was, I so, I honestly think too as I've watched it now several times in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. it surprisingly lasted the test of time better I think than some mm-hmm. things in the sense yeah. like it is it's almost ten years old, mm-hmm. um, and it still feels to me relatively fresh. It doesn't seem like this is it, it's it's aged well, and I think it has to do with the com- kind of the plot is more complex than you give it credit for. There's actually a lot going on here. Yeah, I I thought so too, and and I was surprised to find out that this was Aubrey Plaza's like first leading role. Uh, yeah, exactly. In, in a film, you know, so I'm like, okay, we're it, already going back in time, but it, it definitely feels like something that could have come out this year. And, and none of these actors were like, I mean, Jake. Johnson, mm-hmm. Kristen Bell, they mm-hmm. were not super famous at this right. point. These are right. all like, you know, struggling, trying to get famous still actors all put together in this movie, which, mm-hmm. you know, is, is pretty crazy because they probably mm-hmm. couldn't get them all together now. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, so I think I, you know, so that's another thing. I think it's it, the, the movie, like I... There's, there's, you not, you and I both know. There's often times where you just you watch a film and there's actors just kind of phoning it in. You can tell mm-hmm. like they're just mm-hmm. like cashing their paychecks. Yeah. But here I feel like each of them really kind of invested into kind of sell that character. Is at mm-hmm. least you know from my perspective, it felt like okay, I'm just this is a weird role and I'm going for it. And um, it was that part was really, it was it was well done. Um, I. Th- I thought so too. I thought it was really well acted by everyone in it. And yeah, I don't feel like anyone was just, like you said, just sort of phoning it in. Um, um, I thought, uh, I thought Jake Johnson, Jake Johnson did a great job as sort of the douchebag. I mean, you get it right off the bat when he's, (laughs) when he's pitching his article and he's like, I'll take the lesbian and the Indian, right? Like, fucking like, come on, dude. I mean, you know, so you already know, like, who he is, right? Yeah, uh, no, and then he has the meeting with them, and he's at his, his little cubicle, and he uh-huh. looks over to the his boss and says, like, yeah, I had sex with her. Like, yeah, out of nowhere, apropos of nothing, just like, just want to let you guys know that that happened. Oh, but then, yeah. Aubrey, but then Aubrey Plaza Darius has the great, like, was she, like, really critical of your technique and, like, telling you? And he's like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it, it's great little sort of moments like that kind of elevate past the, um, I don't know, the sort of formulaic yeah. aspects of it, right? Um, <laughs> I think the other, just as a film, film work in general, just when you put little things in there like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think if they service the movie 
you know, if they're just there for like a little chuckle, it's one thing. Yeah. But I think they actually do, in the sense, build the characters as to like, okay, we're starting to figure out who, the, like you said, like who they are. Like we're, yeah. right off the bat, we kind of understand mm-hmm. he's the cynical jackass, yeah. and she's kind of jaded, and you know, trying to figure out mm-hmm. her. <laughs> It's just like her job interview at the yeah. restaurant yeah. or whatever. <laughs> her job interview was great. He's like, can you think you know of what? a time where you, when you went above and beyond Albuquerque? She's like, nope. <laughs> All right. I have to admit, I laughed. One of the hardest laughs I had in the movie was that particular part because uh, I had an interview not too long ago where somebody asked me that exact uh-huh. question. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything either. Oh man, I had an interview. It's like, like what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I had an interview when when I was a kid. Like, I interviewed for McDonald's, and and they asked me that yeah. question. And what? for some reason, my brain interpreted that as a hypothetical, <laughs> like pretend you were working oh. here and a thing happened. Sure. So I, which, which so makes, I went off yeah. on, on this, like, I, I said, oh, <laughs> there was this time where, you know, so-and-so was at the register and I was in the back and then a customer needed help. So I came up and, like, helped them. And, like, this poor, you know, this poor interviewer who's probably, like, two years older than me, he's just, you know, they're probably, like, 18 or something like that. It's like just, Yeah, exactly. Like, trying to figure out, like, is this kid just fabricating like lying to me right now right he's <laughs> and so on this like, odyssey yeah <laughs> i know and so at the end she's like wait is that something that happened here and i was like oh uh no i i'm sorry i completely misunderstood the point <laughs> it's why i don't know why do they even ask those questions that is just know. so it is so pointless and i felt exactly like she did like i <laughs> nope you know, this is just worthless. You're just reading yeah. off a sheet, and I'm yeah, going to tell yeah, you yeah. something, and that's going to totally. be, we learn absolutely nothing through this process. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's too soon to go here, but um, to me, this movie is really about nostalgia, you know? Yes, and that is that is a key, yes. Yeah, and it was interesting in the way all of these characters, maybe not, um, Darius, maybe not the Aubrey Plaza character, but to a certain extent, I guess maybe the key folks, right? There's the Kenneth is dealing with trying to go back to correct a thing, which I want to, I think we should talk more about there. Um, yeah. you know, Jeff wanting to go back and sort of rekindle a flame and, um, and just the way that sort of plays out and, you know, kind of the question that I think if you think about it, you're left with is like, to you know what what is the value that the drive of nostalgia is bringing to any of these people's lives you know i mean kenneth is like yeah this recluse going on these well <laughs> ultimately successfully <laughs> as far as we know building a time machine uh <laughs> you know and and jeff sort of pursues the same thing but you know i i really came away with this sort of question like you know and, and even even when when kenneth is talking about his former quote girlfriend. Yeah. You know, he talks about it's, it was a time and a place. You ever want to get back that feeling, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's more about that... that than about her, you know, people tell you that there are other girls out there, you know, and it's not just about a girl. It's about 
It's about a time and a place. Do you have a favorite song? Would you tell me what it is? Stupid. What is it? Over the rainbow. It's a really beautiful song. See, both of them, as as, as you're as you're saying is it both both they're they're coming from different directions but they're both trying to get the same (laughs) thing right they have this idealized past Mm -hmm. that they want to recapture that life has gone a direction and it's it's a pull you know that's a strong pull for a a lot of us in different things where you 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 reach a point in your life and you you realize like okay i am not going to do all the things I dreamed about mm-hmm. when I was 17. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, mm-hmm. there's not enough time on earth or I don't have the money <laughs> or talent to do those things. So you start to yeah. reevaluate maybe your past. And I mm-hmm. think all of us, you know, no, nothing is accurate, I suppose, when we think about, <laughs> you know, our, our childhoods. It's neither worse nor better than probably it really was. But oh, yeah. It's, 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 that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, and we spend we spend so much time like romanticizing our own, uh, you know, past and and yeah, you know, playing up the things that stood out, downplaying all the things that weren't good. Right in this idea of, I don't know if there was some way to recapture this idealistic time, which probably never existed in the first place. Exactly. Know? No. Yeah. No. And it's it seems to be almost like a human drive, not just for our generation, mm-hmm. but yeah. like it's, so for instance, nostalgia, mm-hmm. this is where my excellent academic background comes in handy. <laughs> I'm glad one of us has I one. Could, I could, I could, <laughs> I could throw in such useless shit, but nostalgia <laughs> in Greek literally means to return home. That's mm. like, that's what the word is. It's, mm-hmm. it just means, so like nostalgia is like a sense of like lost, you're lost and you want to be back home. And that yeah. is a very powerful idea. Sure. Um, and, you know, you throw in, <laughs> you throw in time travel and all of a sudden your <laughs> dreams can come true, you know, or, but, but, be, but so that's like the element in, in other movies of rom-coms, the element of course is literally returning home, right? Yeah. Like, as you, as you jokingly said, like the right. big New York exec, you know, right. or whatever, you know, or, sh- you know, that, uh-huh. that they're, they're literally returning home and yeah. finding it and themselves have changed or have they, and you know, it's, it's, it, that's just, so in this rom-com, the mechanism is a time machine that, mm-hmm. um, for, for Kenneth, um, for Jeff, it's this woman, um, mm-hmm. who he says, you know, she's fat and like, whatever, and then he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, and you just think, man, Jeff, you're like the worst guy. <laughs> she really like you see her on camera, and you're like, well, that's a really beautiful woman. And then he's like, oh, yeah. scenes have changed, and all, you know, like, you know, like, so, like life just took a dump on her face or whatever. Like, oh I'm like, God. man, seriously, like, who talks like that? I guess well, you do, Jeff. He does, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what he. Again, we don't know what he's expecting, but it, it clearly. Mm-hmm. He changes as has a change of heart as he goes along. Um, to you, how okay? Yeah. I, I I I feel like we're jumping all over everywhere in this. But oh, 
Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or time traveling throughout the movie. Uh, yeah. But so that scene where, you know, Jeff and Liz, like, they have dinner and then, you know, you see yeah. them in bed together and, <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah, sort yeah. of saying, like, you know, he, he makes the, pl- he says, like, come back to Seattle with me. And, and she says mm-hmm. no, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your read on that? Like, like, you know, yeah. is he sincere? Is he caught up in his own, I'm away from my everyday life? And is she true in her, do you think she's right in her, like, I know this, how this will go. If I, if I were to say yes, which is you'll get back to Seattle right. and not want to be with me, you know? So I, so the, I think the, f- yeah, I think the first time I saw it, I thought Jeff was getting like, be, be, I thought he was being treated, you know, unfairly or that, mm. oh, she is so harsh. You know, how could she do that? Play him like this. And, and now seeing it, um, mm-hmm. I agree with her. She has the yeah. clear point of view of the situation. He, mm-hmm. he's just living, you know, and this is what happens to people too. They kind of create a fantasy world and that yeah. this is just kind of how it's playing out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting, and she, she was more grounded and sensible and, and, and accurate. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just, you're just, you're just caught up in the emotion and all this other stuff. And no, it's right. You, you are who you are, um, which was great, but I, yeah, she, she, she would be totally stupid to, yeah. <laughs> to follow him to Seattle and his whatever life he has. Yeah. Well, so. you, and no, I, I think you're totally right. And I think like her life, uh, plays into his fantasy in that, you know, yeah. she's got, she's got chickens and she makes pies and she makes cookies and <laughs> yeah. all of yeah. this like <laughs> dreams of sort of domestic. But when he talks about his life, he's like, well, I have an Escalade and a great job and a really cool condo. And, yeah. she, and, and she's like, well, tell me about your life. And he's like, I just did. He's like, I just did. And I, yeah. I thought that, as awesome writing because I so you, too. that's, I think that's, yeah. That's I mean, him. he doesn't show that that's, he's anything more than that, you know, no. but he, but yep. he struggles totally with, yeah. Like feeling like, I mean, that's why he plays off of, you know, our favorite character in the movie. Um, Ar- Ar- <laughs> I can't say Arno. Is that Arno? Arno. Yeah. Pinder. Uh, Del Pinder. <laughs> I, I can't. Nope, I, I, yes. I, I don't want to get it. I want to say name. Arno. Yeah, I don't want to pronounce the ah. actor's name wrong, and I'm sure I'm going to, but Karan Sonny. Okay. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't go like, look up I'm pronunciation. Sure when he, when he time, listens but... to this, he's going to send us a nasty text. <laughs> yes, well, uh, <laughs> we would love to have him on as a guest to pr- correct our <laughs> terrible pronunciation. <laughs> but, like,. He had such a fun role in this because oh, yeah. he was kind of the the you know <laughs> Jeff would drag him along <laughs> and all these adventures to kind of like proxy like saying don't right. don't you have this gift don't just yeah. blow it by like sitting around and <laughs> on your cool laptop with the flames on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you have flames on your laptop? It's a gaming laptop. It's really fast. 
It's interesting. You know, I think I think you're right. Like that's kind of the role that he serves, right? Everyone has their purpose. It's not a huge cast, right? Um, no, not at all. No, it's you just know, and, like... and uh, Aubrey's got her, you know, her her role to play in the movie. And and yeah, you're right. I think he, you know, Arno sort of is the the person that Jeff gets to vocalize his stuff to, you know, um, and is <laughs> and and just because of the way that character is written will be someone who will just soak it up. Not, not soak it up, like embody it, but you know what I mean? Just be like a sounding yeah. board, a neutral sounding right. board for his BS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. So we, we, yeah, essentially that they did a clever way of doing the exposition mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. We get to, we get to know Jeff's internal thoughts and feelings by how he tries to engage Arno in his, you know, reverse. Let's reverse time for a second, and you can yeah. be, you know, don't, you know, just don't be like me, basically, right, or, or right. whatever. I'm not. I mean, we because it all kind of escalates after, yeah, after he gets home from her house, and he's mm-hmm. just like, you know. He says, I leave, but it's my choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Boy, I, 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 I honestly like, part, I, so I totally agree with you, by the way. I think, I think she made the exact right read on the situation. And uh, Liz, uh, in terms of him, not like, don't throw your eggs in this basket. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but when I heard him say those lines as he was leaving, you know, I'm leaving, but it's my choice. Like, I was like relieved, at least for her. Like you can have some assurance that you made the right call in that moment. <laughs> that is exactly how you know he's going to leave if he's the guy that we think he is. You know, I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> yeah, but yet in in a strange way, I don't hate him. Like it's not no, like I, I, even I though don't... even though I don't admire him in any way, but I also don't like hate him as, as a character. He's not the villain. He's just a sad person who's trying to figure it out you know uh, yeah I, I i agree um and and it was interesting hearing you talk about it because i had the same first impression coming out of that scene that you did which was like oh this could have really been something and then it's like i just yeah. sat and thought for a second you know and was like nah no 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 that would have been awful <laughs> so um but but you're right i mean he's just he's just He's a guy who his life equals up to. He's got an Escalade and a good condo. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, so, that's a fair assessment because what we yeah. know about him, that is his existence. I like the fact that they added that part to the movie because they could have yeah. literally just stuck with like the trajectory of just mm-hmm. they're figuring out this guy and whether he's for real or he's crazy or yeah. what is his deal. You know the the Kenneth time mm-hmm. machine story, but instead right. they threw in this other plot that actually runs very nicely, I think, parallel to the main storyline. I mean, because we don't we don't need we don't really I, need it, but it fills it out. I think it makes know, it a I, more interesting story. It, it it makes it more interesting. It gives it gives all of the characters more things to do and more things to care That's about. True. Yeah, but it also yeah. it really does it it. I think that without that si- that second sort of storyline, I'm not sure if the whole point about sort of 
nostalgia and getting back to what yeah. you lost or whatnot would have been as pronounced because like we can all relate to oh the girl in middle school that like oh what you know if i you, <laughs> that kind of thing or the yeah you know the relationship that could have been or if i had only right. been, you know yeah. but you know it's harder to relate to i'm traveling back in time to save someone from dying who isn't actually dead that, you know so it's almost like it, it's almost like the same message but in a more relatable way you know so anyway yeah i guess they had to put i mean and maybe that's it i mean they had to add something to anchor it at least a bit and more into well yeah i i don't i don't think they had to i think to your point this movie could have stood on its own i just like you said i i appreciate that it's there and i think it it serves a purpose beyond being nice uh to 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 observe but um yeah yeah because yeah i mean in a sense either story could yeah written a certain way could be a story out of itself um i mean but honestly the the weaving of the two makes made it better so here's a here's a question to pose to your wife and i'll do the same to mine uh if the story was just uh jeff and liz yeah Uh uh-huh would yeah. it be a rom-com? <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. Yeah. You know, cause down. it's the, the guy from <laughs> right. Seattle going out to the, the sticks yep. and, you know, rekindling yep. this childhood, you know, thing or whatever. Um, anyway. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll have to circle back and find <laughs> yeah. that. Cause I, I am going to, I'm going to ask her that question. Cause, yeah. um, cause that's, that is, that is like, mm-hmm. Yeah, is it just because it has these kind of sci-fi and like mm-hmm. X Files kind of stuff? Is that yeah. take it out of you know? But that just kind of goes back to my initial statement. <laughs> I I do have to mention one thing though about the po- you know the Jeff kind of <laughs> post-traumatic Jeff here. <laughs> There's one scene that I wish I had a poster of. It's when they go go karting. Oh yeah, and Jeff's like has like a cigarette in one hand and like a yeah. bottle of whiskey, and he's crying. And he's driving a go kart. I think that is just about the perfect like image of my life in some ways. I don't know. I want that. Like, that's, I, like, that's like you want that like framed on your wall so everyone's like, well, today kind of sucks, but it's not a bottle of whiskey, cigarette on a go kart day. <laughs> It's just one of those motivational posters know, that you right? put up in your office. You just the the caption of it is just like rock bottom. We all choose a different one. <laughs> like, whoever yeah. thought of that? Oh, I think that is. I'm not kidding. I think that was so. It was uh, pure genius. Oh, Who would have? I mean, <laughs> I, like I no. This. Yeah. It just, <laughs> The, the the half drunk bottle of whiskey, the cigarette in the other hand. I mean, it's perfect, right? You know, I mean, do we? Does and he smoke? Do we know that? I don't know. They could have just added that for that scene, and it would have been perfect. <laughs> I think we should talk some about Kenneth because we haven't talked a mm-hmm. ton about him. No, um, and he's such an interesting character in this movie. Um, first of all, I I. I Okay, I'm sorry. Is it Duplass or Duplass? How do you say his last name? Mark Duplass. I thought it was Duplass. Okay, um, okay. Mark I've, Duplass. I've, I've seen him in other things. Yeah. Um, I remember it, him like, in Zero Dark Thirty for a, a hot minute in that movie. Oh, yeah. I um, totally forgot that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I think he's great. And, and 
one of the things that I really loved about the way that he played this role is he plays it so straight, you know? Exactly. It, that's that's exactly it. Yeah. Like his, he's his, really, he's involved. I mean, he's selling this character and I'm, I'm buying it. Can you look fear and danger in the eye? It's an odd question. Have you ever stared fear and danger in the eye and said, yes? Sure. Get off my porch. I, the, the type of person that, first of all, <laughs> okay, can we talk about one thing really quick? Uh, <laughs> this, this is a slight, maybe, uh, plot hole. And again, I don't care because I think, I think the movie's really fun, but like, uh, and they shouldn't have gone into this, but he's already a paranoid person. And the fact that two people, uh, the Jeff character and, and Aubrey Plaza's character have both answered his classified ads by either finding him at his house <laughs> or at his place of work unannounced. And that doesn't like throw up red flags for him. You know, uh, I would have been a little bit freaked out if somebody said, I saw your anonymous classified yeah. and I have found you in your place of business. Um, hey. But <laughs> anyway, but again, they, 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 they did some really good things to tie it in together. So we, we what's um, eh. Kristen Bell's character? I yeah. Why didn't I write mm-hmm. that down? Yep, um, yep. Um, Belinda. Um, yeah. Here's here's an interesting fact that that house that they show her in mm-hmm. that was in our neighborhood. I know really? where that house is. So that was it's a, a yeah house. it's it is it's that's and it was like mm, a few blocks from where we lived. Oh wow! And we'd walk by it all the time. Huh? Yeah. That's funny. I know, it's so crazy. Yeah, that is a very expensive neighborhood, by the way. Oh, yeah. Not where no. I live. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, that, that, that area is like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. and a side note before I talk about this interview, like, is she... Is she wondering why she's being interviewed for, like, Seattle Magazine? Like, yeah. is that... Like, what, what did she... Well, I, I would like to know what they told her. Like, yes, we're going to be interviewing you for Seattle Magazine to talk to you about... A guy yeah. you worked with you when worked you were in high with. school. Yeah. What she <laughs> like probably she wouldn't be like okay, whatever. Well, yeah, what she probably thought was what what a lot of people thought or think is like somebody wants to talk to me. Okay, tell me where to be. And yeah. Then, you know, this Yeah, exactly. Like this. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> the, but we the, do um like the 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 interview, you know, we you you get the image. She describes the image of what you think Kenneth yeah. is actually like. You exactly. know, he was this weird, awkward guy, mm-hmm. and she was just being nice to him. And then he took that into a completely, yeah, you know, fantasy, fantasy that you know that she wasn't trying to do on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but you know, but but he was like you know, um, that that kind of attention. Um, he mm-hmm. took it as affection in a in a in a way, and yeah, I mean, so you like it. It was it was believable, you know, that yeah. that's like it's it strengthened the idea of who we think um, Kenneth is. This kind of essentially this quirky, naive guy mm-hmm. um, who <laughs> it's. Is somehow broken into government buildings and stole lasers, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> also happens to be able to build a time machine. Um, yes, on on the back of a swamp boat. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I thought that was the best thing. But no, you're right. I, I think, I think, again, I, I feel like this movie like treats all of these characters with a lot of love and compassion, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, because that, that, Kristen Bell scene could have been scathing, right? It could have been, oh, he was this oh, yeah. creepy guy. He was right, always around, right. hanging on, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, and, and it could have made her into a terrible person, um, or right. it could have made him a, a, a creepier version of himself. Yeah. But it, it was, yeah, it was totally believable as, you know, you, you kind of know they have a crush, but they're really nice, and you don't want to be, you yeah. know, like, that kind of right. thing. Right. Like, <laughs> It was very. <laughs> I've been that guy so many times. That's why I could feel like. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Kristen. <laughs> Belinda. Belinda, interesting name choice. Yeah, but, for that. Yeah, character. I know, but but she was like, you know, it's not the kind of guy you could like bring yeah. to your friends or whatever she right. said. You know, and, yeah, yeah. You that, know, you saw some of the shallowness there, right? You know. Like, he, he couldn't fit in your social circle is kind of what that, that was what she to. said. Yeah. yeah. What a weird yeah. way to put that, but that's exactly, I know exactly what she means. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. that hurt. Anyway, <laughs> but so, but then that it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, uh, so what do you think Kenneth wanted to go back in time to do differently? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's actually the the if I do have a problem with this movie, uh-huh. um, it it is that it is that question. What 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 point is he? So there's there's a couple there's a couple answers. One is that mm-hmm. um there there was a version of this that 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 Kenneth's version was accurate, mm-hmm. and that he did, he did go back and. Saved her life or whatever. I think is what is what he's saying he's going to do. Right? He wasn't. Oh. He was. Isn't that what, what he's? Tr- isn't that what, the the mission at the at the beginning? What 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 I mean, isn't what, that? Remind me. How does he describe how she died? She's like, he's like some drunk guy. Yeah. Did he did he say he drove into their house and killed her? I thought I. Yeah, I just I just saw it. Yeah, I I thought that's what he said, and then. Okay. She says it that it was, it was Kenneth that did that, right? And um, my boyfriend decided that we shouldn't press charges and right. just said it's a hit and run, right? That right, that right. was her version of what happened, right? Because right. she's still alive, right. and that's why he says, you know, when um, Darius confronts him at the yeah. end and says, and he's like, "Well, that's great. That means yeah, that we did it, right? Or whatever, right?" Um. So, and then, you know, because he did actually build a time machine, yeah. maybe, maybe well, he did. I don't know. <laughs> we, all we know is that he built a boat that vanishes. We don't know where it landed. <laughs> Shut <laughs> so, up. That's my dream. <laughs> You're no, right. We don't know if yeah. they were just killed there or well, what, but... Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, I, I didn't quite connect those two things. I didn't connect her recollection of what happened, the Kristen Bell character in that moment, with his original telling of how she died. So, because when he said, or maybe, yeah, when he said, oh, well, that's great, I thought, oh, well, he knew this was a ruse all along and is oh, just sort of like no. playing it up to like 
divert the questioning, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. cause I was sort of thinking like, maybe I was kind of thinking maybe he, he, he doesn't believe that she's dead, but it's a better story to tell to this other person that maybe he doesn't fully trust you, you know, whatever. Um, and maybe it was more about, I want to go back and see if I could have done things differently to make that relationship mm-hmm. work. Um, but yeah, I had, I just quite... think what we know, what we believe and how the character has developed, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's like, he's not disingenuous. I mean, he, I, he is like, yeah, he, he's you know, he's very simple and mm-hmm. he, you know, and I honestly, I think that's the only question I had actually was like, did he accidentally kill her? And he's trying to well, un- yeah. undo that. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm seeing here or I'm guessing uh, here okay. is that okay. he was the one that, that drove into the house and killed her. And yeah, then, you right. Know, if if we're to believe that he really did go back and fix that, then when Kristen Bell tells her story, it's the the version that didn't result in her death that he has yeah. already fixed. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But I don't. Yeah, I, I, that's that's something I don't think the movie did a good. I don't think they did a good job. Actually, I don't think it would. They. I don't think it's being clever. I think they didn't do a good job of like. <laughs> figuring that part out i you know and and again for me like this is a little thing because i think the entire movie shifts like in 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 that moment when she when uh, aubrey plaza confronts him and he's like yeah. oh that must mean we succeeded you know right. then he's just like oh well we have a new mission now you know and i think it is i, I don't know is that i mean is that the moment where he starts to think about uh, it's it's about y- you and me and not me and this former mm-hmm. person I, I don't know that's that's how i kind of read it is which also is mm-hmm. a little bit weird <laughs> like i don't know there there's there's some parts of this that that are a little bit like oh this old flame i had i don't have to go fix that now well maybe you and i can be together <laughs> I don't think it was totally intended that way, but I don't know. There feels like yeah. a little bit of it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's. I think what I would say, the feeling that I got about the movie is that there's sort of an emotional arc that it takes and this sort of exploration of of nostalgia and an attempt to get back what has been lost and then a release of those feelings and an acceptance of what is in front of you that sort of i think to me you know transcends maybe all of the little like plot issues or story Mm -hmm. moments you know um so at the end of the day, I don't care as much about that stuff, even though like, it's kind of, well, I wonder what did happen. I do think that's a legitimate issue, but it, it like you're saying, it doesn't take away, at least for me, like, like, the, the, like the story, it, 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 the, it, the underlying story 
it still remains intact, even though, okay, the mechanics, yeah, yeah I don't, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't hinge on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we look like if, I think you pointed out, like, I didn't say that word, but you did like nostalgia. And I think, yeah, like, I think that in some ways that's, that's maybe, <laughs> maybe that's more of the genre of this movie mm-hmm. because you have like, if we just look at like the characters, <clears throat> And some of the side characters, like Liz, even. So Liz, mm-hmm. she's the one who's probably best at dealing with today. I mean, she seems yeah. to like, she's kind of like, everything works out the kind of way it works out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, has her life and she's <laughs> built a life, even though her husband you know, was, I guess, yeah. a Major League Baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> or something. To me, that's like so random. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. It's like, I thought, what a weird detail. Like, and I then know. she even named, like, he played for the Marlins. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it wasn't yep. even like, it wasn't even like the Mariners or something. It was like, anyway. <laughs> the marlins it was like florida so she lives there i don't whatever but all right so she's like dealt with her past evidently because it looks like she's kind of more sane than Mm -hmm. some of these people you know and darius has lived in the shadow of like that that guilt that she feels about you know making her Mm -hmm. mom stop for chocolate milk and Mm -hmm. you know um i think she was being sincere when she said that that's why I'd want to, that's where I want to go back. I think, I don't think she was just saying that to him. I think that's kind of what she's, I, I think we're, I think we're led to believe that's what it has really haunted her. I mean, don't yeah, you? Yeah. I had a question about that. I wasn't sure. Cause it's very early. Yeah, it is very early. You yep. know, I could yeah. have seen it being just something that she spins, but I, I wrote that down and then immediately forgot about it. Cause I didn't care anymore if it was you know do you know what i mean like it's like it's not important to me whether she was telling the truth or not but like she's clearly got stuff right she's got that conversation right. with her dad when her dad played by the great Jeff oh yeah Harlan, by the way um but when, you know her dad's like you're just sad you're in a funk you know Oh, and when his dad, when her dad is like, yeah, you know, you're, you're just in a funk, you're sad all the time and you're a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's what? like, what? It's like, hey, well, you, like your Lisa, your roommate ever told me, it's yeah. like, how do you know? Yeah. It's like we're on Facebook together Yeah, or anyway. the Facebook. Yeah. Um, right. so no, anyways. it's like, all right. The reason why I think though, that that story was legitimate because mm-hmm. she first tells it said, yeah, just some random guy just killed her at the gas station or whatever mm-hmm. she said. Mm-hmm. And then she like came back and said, no, yeah. that's, that's actually, that's actually not what happened. And then mm-hmm. she goes into very detailed account. She's yeah. like, and you know, I just, my mom called me back and she was all excited that she got mm-hmm. the milk. And I was like, yeah. I wasn't even nice to her. Right. You know? Right. Like, so I, I think that is, mm-hmm. I think that is it. I do. Yeah. Um, so she's, she may have not entered into this journey, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> thinking like, yes, that's what I'm going to do, save my mom's life. But that's, mm-hmm. she got the in the theme of the movie caught up with it. Where Jeff, the only reason he wants to do this story is obviously to go back to that little town where he had like yeah. a fun summer, right? Right, right. I mean, and, that, and then I guess... Kenneth too has this kind of fantasy world where he wants to somehow be with Belinda again or, or something, you know, I'm yeah. not exactly still clear on, I think, I think if, about it, that whole plot, but yeah, I think if we, 
if we believe the storyline that maybe you and I have just fabricated here in the last 30 minutes or so, <laughs> that it was Jeff that drove into the house and killed Belinda, and that's his motivation for you going mean back. Or Kenneth, yeah. yes, I'm yeah. sorry, Kenneth. Yeah. That, that, I'm kind of good with that. <laughs> you know, if it's just like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that crazy thing that everybody does, right? Like replaying the same conversation in your head over and yep. over and over again. And if I had just done it <laughs> right. this way versus like, if that is his motivation for breaking into government labs and stealing lasers <laughs> and constructing a time machine. <laughs> wow, man, that is some, that is some heavy like neurosis that, uh, has driven you to great discoveries, but oh boy, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, we don't really, yeah, we don't really uncover. Yeah. His, his yeah. true motivation, I guess we are kind of just left speculating about mm -hmm. it because it does seem, yeah, it does. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sticking with this, the story that we're, that we've, we've concocted <laughs> here. We'll keep it at that. <laughs> I think so too. It makes for more satisfying. Movie. Yep. Um, I want to otherwise. I, yeah. I want to get your opinion on one last thing about Kenneth um, before we move on. <laughs> Did you notice that he never swears? And he says things no. like, he says like flipping. And he says like, <laughs> that would have been, they would have been a major a-hole. Like there's, yes. a, yeah, he never swears as far as I can tell in this movie. And he's always like using those sort of like PG uh, substitutes. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was a really interesting little, I don't know if that was, you know, Mark Duplass's choice as an actor to do that, or if it was written that way, but I thought it was, it was a great additional little quirk to his character. So Kenneth, why are you looking for a partner? I feel like. The world is mostly full of jank holes, but I believe that there are purists out there, and that's why I put that ad in the paper. It's my hope that if you're watching this video, something incredible has happened. No, I think it does. Yeah, I never thought about that. And yet, yes, I think it shows his kind of naivety or his mm -hmm. not purity. It's not, I don't even think he's there is, pure, but there is a there's little... some kind of innocence about him. There's like, a, there's a, still... there's like an innocence. There's also like a, a, uh, not quite altruism, but like, you know, he's just got this sense of I'm driven by a higher, not higher power, but you know what I mean? Like something beyond me, like yeah. governs my behavior or something. Um, and maybe that's I, a part of it. Cause I think like. All right, for one of this isn't the key scene. There's another scene that is the key scene, but this mm -hmm. couldn't. But this is just, I think, an important scene where I think um, Darius suddenly took him more seriously, and it's it's something you could easily forget about the movie. Mm -hmm. It's when he when he Kenneth says, "Go back to the grocery outlet and give um, Shannon this yes. box." Yep, mm -hmm. and we don't know what this is about, mm -hmm. and like. You know, because we we realize at the you know early on when we first meet Kenneth, like he tells Shannon like stuff he's thinking about and doing. You know, yeah. so he's you know Shannon at least listens to him, mm -hmm. and he gives Shannon you know, and there's like that box is full of hundred dollar bills, right? right. 
<laughs> and the only word we get from yeah. Shannon is like we get this little brief like half sentence of, like and my wife something right, right which we right. assume that she's sick or needs mm-hmm. something yep and Kenneth is not planning coming back so he gave mm-hmm. all his money to sh- to Shannon right and like she's the diary's just blown away but you you mentioned the word altruism that's that's the piece of insight we do get into Kenneth to realize he's not like yeah, he's not he's he's doing this for some yeah, for some other for something besides just himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. it, it it was a really it was a really subtle and um not made a big deal about cuz they don't really talk about it at they, all. They uh, don't. Yet, it's a it's such a small part of the movie. They never come back to it. Um, no. It, no, ever. Yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> there and you know, there's no like conclusion of like after the (laughs) quote-unquote time machine disappears a cut to like everyone's doing better you know shannon's with his wife and she's all better and all that kind of stuff (laughs) like you know um no i think i think there's just all these little hints and and it, it i feel like they really wove the hints in between the absurdity of his character too, in a really nice <laughs> right. way where you can be like, look at this guy over the top. And then like, Oh wow. A real genuine soul underneath, you know? Exactly. So yeah. that, that I think kind of balances him out. So you mm-hmm. don't think he's just a fool. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was saying, you know, thanks to his friend and wanting mm-hmm. to make sure he was taken care of. But basically, right. so that's the way. Yep. That's the way it seems. I mean, yep. he didn't. He he didn't do it himself. Even no, Darius mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Um. Because because right after that, closely after that scene is another scene I really like. Is like the old where they go to the old truck, and that's when he tells the oh, story yeah. about his Star Wars figures mm-hmm. and the, this box and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that. There's like, and there's so much about Kenneth that he seems like he's still in his mind, like kind of like a 13 year old yeah, boy, totally. you know, in terms of like, totally. like you haven't seen all my moves yet, you know? Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> just oh. like, <laughs> and I can we? I just want to throw this in there. One of the the lines in that scene that you're talking about that Aubrey Plaza delivers is, "I wish I could see you when you were a little kid." Yeah, yeah, and. Like I found that just such a like touching and real <laughs> totally. thing to say, right? Um, and the funny thing about it, like for for because like you know, I I mean, I, I love my wife, and she said that like I oh, I would have loved to see you as a little kid, and and my response is like, what? Why? I, what? <laughs> 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 but it just it it. You know, and, and his response is like, oh, I wasn't fully like, you know, I didn't have all my moves together or whatever in that moment. Yeah, he wasn't know? like, I was not as impressive as I am today yeah, or whatever that's he says. Right. Like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also it's just, it illustrates like the difference between like uh, what we're each looking for. Like, you know, she's like oh, you would have been such a unique individual soul. And yeah. he's thinking about like, well, I didn't have all my action moves down yet. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you get this image of this kid who mm-hmm. f- was an, who was an outsider yeah. growing up. Yep. 
Um, and he felt that way because, yeah. you know, his, the whole thing about the fake ear, mm-hmm. which they, again, yeah. mentioned once in right. the movie. Right. But obviously has totally like, you know, it's like tells the story like my parents couldn't afford like the, <laughs> yeah. enough money. Could, I mean, it's like. <laughs> they like could only afford the, one prosthetic. So yeah. I had to be an adult. <laughs> like all those strange details. That, yeah. Like fill out the story. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you see this kid who's probably bullied. Mm-hmm. Outsider weirdo. Um, who in the end turns out, you know, turns out to be like a real hero. Like you yeah. can't like, like you can't dislike him. I mean, mm-hmm. you just feel like, you know, like to compare this to another like quirky character in a movie I don't like is um, I can't even think of the name of it now. <laughs> it's a, it's super famous. a great avenue Forrest, driven down <laughs> Forrest Gump it's oh Forrest yeah okay. Gump, uh-huh who also plays like this like naive sort right, of innocent right. guy walking through life and doing all this stuff and yep. I don't know I I don't know I just I prefer <laughs> I prefer the Kenneths of the mm-hmm. world I guess because yeah maybe I relate to Kenneth more than I do Forrest um <laughs> But yeah, just the little those little details that he fills in, like it's like yeah, yeah I, I I remember doing that, or like mm-hmm. I remember what that felt like, right? As a kid, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, I can't though for the life of me think of a point. You know, like they each had to like you know he wants to know why she wants to travel back in time. I mean, I just don't. I can't think of any point in my life that's like yeah, I wish I hadn't done that that day, or I wish I had done this. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. As much as I, you know, loved my childhood and things like that, you know, I don't feel like I have to go back there. Mm-hmm. But I imagine there are, not to say there's not things I didn't regret, <laughs> regret sure. but, you know, but, maybe there are people plagued by, like, wanting to reverse time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, regret's such a double-edged sword. <laughs> that the right phrase but like you know there's sure sure, that works i'll take it (laughs) it's the it's a painful feeling but hopefully it's something you learn from right so you carry forward with you the lessons of that so i yeah like it you know those experiences yeah have shaped yeah your life and that to take them out of it you would in some you know you wouldn't be you you'd be somebody else i guess Right. right um so yeah, I, I don't think anybody can look at their life and say, yeah, I made all the great, <laughs> I made the best choices all the time. I don't look at no. a single day and think I made all the best choices. <laughs> I'm lucky to get through an hour and feel like those were the right choices. That was that was a really productive half an hour. This is um, <laughs> this is the problem with time travel is I'd be going back, I'd use it like a save point yes. in a video game. I'd be going back every 20 minutes we, and being like, oh, the inflation. Precisely. in my my tone was a Ugh, little bit too yeah. not what i yeah anyway yeah like i wish i could redo this podcast and just start from scratch but <laughs> yeah we do sound really dumb on this one so i think like if we could just go back and <laughs> ironically we literally could stop recording and do right. it again but we're but, not gonna <laughs> when we talked about my other time travel choice primer <laughs> yeah you brought up that issue as well yeah. like going just right. constantly 
redoing the story to make right. it how you want to turn out. And it right. just doesn't. You can't yeah. do it. No. And that's what happens. And I think it's the same thing in every one of these stories where someone tries to go back <laughs> do you re- and like feel, feel the dreams that you do, it actually yeah. doesn't work, though. Hey, Dad, want to have a catch? Um, do you... <laughs> Do you do you remember the Simpsons? I think it might have been one of the ha- uh, Halloween ones or whatever, where I think Homer goes back <laughs> yes, in time. Yes, I know exactly the one you're And he keeps about. coming back, and it's different and weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> yep. And he finally gets back, and it looks normal. And then they just have, like, lizard tongues, and he's like, well, close yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough, yeah. And that's... <laughs> He does. He goes. That is a great episode. For, it is. But, but yeah, just the idea that yes, the the butterfly effect, yeah, right? Yeah, or yeah, just yeah. like this one thing, uh-huh. the butterfly flaps its wings in the rainforest, <laughs> yeah. and it, you know, there's World War Three or something. You know, it's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the inevitable journey of that. Of if you that look story. it up in. Uh... Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, that's what it says. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how the War of 1812 started, at least. So, Chris, uh, did you find a key scene in this movie? I did, and it wasn't as easy as I originally thought it was going to be, because uh-huh. there are lots of there are lots of little touch, touch points, or whatever mm-hmm. I want to say. I'm, yeah. Some word I just am using. That... <laughs> kind of um you know I, I think to me they're all leading up I, I think this one scene actually kind of puts it all together so mm. i think that's um because it was all leading up to this anyway mm-hmm. and 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 that's the um the, the campfire scene yeah where and where they're sitting around and um yeah they're being real mm-hmm. and it's still, it's not only is it just a, a charming scene in, in a lot of ways, but it, and it's also extremely funny. Yeah. So like he's, you know, cause I think we find out, okay, here's what, here's what the, here's what his thinking is. And um, while he's doing that, I mean, she's clearly falling in love with him. Right. And he loves her too, mm-hmm. as we find out, but he's been very, as he said, very, protective of that and he <laughs> and so he, he you know he tells them about the song that he wrote right for, um belinda right mm-hmm. so i'm thinking he's gonna pu- bust out some acoustic guitar or something <laughs> <laughs> he says I, 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 he has a zither yes. <laughs> and of uh, course he did of so course great. kenneth had a zither of course like, kenneth is, <laughs> kenneth is the kid like he's like probably 10 years old and it's like i want to learn an instrument what's cool guitars all right i'll learn the zither that's exactly that's who like he is my, and he said like his dad played it better than he did or something so it's like <laughs> so just the fact that there's a zither in a movie yeah. i think is awesome that but he, then the he, song he sings is like really good <laughs> it's yeah. like wow like it's <laughs> a kick-ass song kenneth on the zither yeah um, which they actually play at the credits and credits they, oh do they, they play okay a, like uh a... well and and i'm i'm so glad you mentioned the scene because we hadn't talked about it yet and what i wanted to say about it well i i had two things i wanted to say about it one is the <laughs> the note i wrote down is uh 
uh, this movie is uh, sweeter than it should be. <laughs> like it's just there's a, it's <laughs> just a, exactly it's a good feeling scene to it, you know. And and they both seem like really like genuine in that moment. And then I think that Mark Duplass is really playing that instrument. I, I, it looks that way to me. Yes, and I, and I say yeah. You know, I don't. <laughs> I, I you know want to call out any time an actor actually plays the instrument that they're being portrayed as playing because it is so commonly done really poorly in in movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, do, do you have a sense? Do you have a sense for if that's what? him singing? Like, I I kind of think it is. I I. I just assumed it is. I mean, I don't think there. I don't think this movie was sophisticated enough to find a professional zither well, player, and, you know, so and a what, singer to do it. What I wrote down is, I kind of think it is because it's passable but not great. You know, if all of a sudden yeah, he had yeah. turned, broken into some like you know Backstreet Boy, <laughs> like you know Justin Timberlake sort of like <laughs> singing, it would have been like okay, that I don't I don't buy it. But um, no, yeah, no, it was a, it's a, it's a great scene. No, like so when he starts, like, the, like I'm thinking, oh, this is just gonna be hilarious. Is what I is actually <laughs> you thinking? It's like it's just gonna be jokey, mm-hmm. and then he comes in with this beautiful intro, and he's like, it's this song about like, oh, I, the lyrics too are just like super poignant, and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's not very good. I'm not even finished it yet. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, um, she's like, I'll tell you if it's good or not, uh-huh. and um. Yeah, that that little that little part there, I think, yeah. made this movie as you just said. It has, it had absolutely no business being that like <laughs> poignant and yeah. like like touching and and like in a real way. Or it's like that is a like that is a that is a sweet little moment. Um, mm-hmm. That yeah, like it it had. <laughs> It had no business being there, and it yeah. it it was totally worked. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I thought, oh, that was just cheesy and over the top, or that was um, it. To me, it was consistent with just mm-hmm. again how odd Kenneth is, but yet yeah. sincere and everything. Everything he does, yeah, he's 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 sincerely <laughs> Kenneth about it. I, um, first of all, I want a bumper sticker, sincerely Kenneth, uh, but. <laughs> But I, I think I think sincerity is exactly the right word. I think that's maybe what we've been trying to come to as we've talked about his yeah. character. You know, he is he is absurd. He is, you know, from certain perspectives, nuts. He's over yeah. the top, but he is sincere in all of it. It all comes from a genuine place of, of sincerity. And um, I think that... And I think the way that Mark Duplass plays it, like playing it a hundred percent straight, that helps you yeah. know, that, that come through. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, I loved, I love that scene. And of course that's the scene ends in, in them, uh, kissing. So now it's, it's on the table. It's not sort of this, yep. will they want the kind of thing? Um, it's, it's <laughs> to be discussed. Um, which they do discuss later. And I love it when Mark is like, I think, uh, yeah, about last night, uh, because the, you know, the next scene is like Aubrey confronting him about Belinda still alive. And, and he's like, yeah. Oh yeah. I know you want to talk about last night. Yeah. I think we should keep it professional. <laughs> it complicates things. I know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. he's still de- dedicated to the mission. I know. Good for him. When did you believe that he actually was building a time machine? 
Um, see, I guess maybe I always like. I guess part of me thought he always was, <laughs> at least building what he thought was a time machine. Uh-huh. And of course, they added in that bit about you know those agents are legitimately they were really watching him. And I thought, right. well, crap, maybe. You know, maybe he, you know, you're led to believe then, well, maybe he isn't who he says he is, that maybe he's like, you know, is, is doing some, I mean, you're not, well, as the movie plays out, you, you do have to somewhat guess his intentions and his motivations. I mean, you're not sure if he's just pretending to be an, at that point, if he's just like, he's pretending to be an idiot, but he's actually is a spy or something, right? Or he's doing... Yeah, maybe let me ask the Weapon. question differently because I I think uh, I for me I went from a <clears throat> he's delusional and thinks he's building a time machine. Yeah, okay, okay. Into when did you believe he was actually building a real time machine that would actually travel through time? Well, I guess when we I mean when they I mean it's maybe at the end sort yeah. of where they break into the garage where the garage mm-hmm. is open and they see all those blueprints and all the Right, right. I mean <laughs> and then you see the boat. <laughs> yeah, I had the same note. But, I, I, I wrote it was that garage moment for me, too. It was like, oh, no, this is actually, okay, this is actually going to happen. Uh, they're going to get there, and it's going to be a time machine, and they're going to travel back in yeah. time. Um, Which, yeah. I mean, that, I honestly, I honestly never thought that would be how the movie ended. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to have... I don't know how I, you know, I don't know how I thought it'd, be. I'll ask myself that question. Yeah. How do I think it was going to end? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I predicted that ending. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, it took it from like, a, it took it from a tale about a bunch of quirky people, like finding mm-hmm. out things about themselves and their feelings to then <laughs> just like, oh, I guess it was about time travel. mission's been updated. I'm going back for you now. All right. You trust me? Come on. Take my hand. I know what I'm doing, okay? I thought it was a good ending because... I did too. I mean, I don't know where you go from there uh, for one thing. And I felt like the movie was mostly wrapped up at that point. So there, it was a nice, easy right. way to be like, whoop, we're done. Cause I mean, all right, let's, let's up the ante. If, if, if the movie is all the same all the way through the movie, except the ending was different. Mm-hmm. Would that make it more of a rom-com is the fact that the ending is the way it is. Is that what you think? I'm going to ask that question at dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to know is, is that make, cause that, tur- that I mean, that turns it into a science fiction movie essentially. I mean, cause nothing about it up until that point is, sci- you know, it, I... it's not, you know, it, any of the stuff is plausible up until the ending, right? Right. There's right. nothing there. That's not, that couldn't happen in the real world. Um, I'm, I'm going to argue, I'm going to argue, no, I'm going to argue that (laughs) the way that it ends, 
if we accept that it's a, it, well, uh, let me put it this way. <clears throat> I, I'm going to argue that the way that it ends keeps it more in the rom-com camp than takes it out of the hmm. rom-com camp. Um, Ooh, that's an interesting, <laughs> intriguing <laughs> statement, Glenn. Explain. And, <laughs> well, I will. Uh, <clears throat> the, the reason for that is if it had gone a different way, like you find out he's just delusional or, right. you know, if they, yeah. if, if Aubrey Plaza had turned that corner and seen, you know, a Calvin and Hobbes style cardboard box with like a trash um, can lid on right. it. And cause yeah. then you shift into yeah. like this poor delusional man. True. Uh, and I, <laughs> I think that's a good point. You wouldn't be able to just have the nice bow of, it's like the, I, you know, the stereotypical, I went to Vermont and met the lumberjack and at the end he built me my perfect dream house, right? <laughs> my perfect dream house yeah. in this case is the time machine is, versus yeah. if he had built a decrepit shack that nobody wants to live in, that wouldn't have been <laughs> and, and the just, nice right, you'd think, bow tie ending. Yeah, you'd <laughs> so. think this guy is a lunatic and a creep <laughs> right, right. and it doesn't have the same ending. Okay, yeah. I'll buy it. Anyway, that's my... Yeah. Yeah. So it, it actually, in this thesis, <laughs> the fact that it has a science mm-hmm. fiction element makes it a rom-com. That is my assertion. Um, I'm wow. sure that, that is a... we'll see how long, we'll see how far that gets us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that works, that works for me because you're right. It would, ha- it would make me feel very differently yeah. about Kenneth and about... Darius, mm-hmm. um, if that's yeah, because in um, yeah, I mean, in comedies, in you know, like if you go back to like the original comedies, like in ancient Greece, they always ended up with the people getting together and getting married, and that's that was yeah, that's right. that was that was legitimately the definition of right. why it was a comedy versus some other versus type a of tragedy. Story. The people right? get together, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can have dark comedies where uh-huh. they both die at the end or something. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this, this is in, in that way, a very tradition, it's, it's a very traditional story that mm-hmm. the people work, like I said, at the beginning, like they yeah. work through all the difficulties and the ups and downs and they have like those moments and then end up together in the end. I mean, that yeah. is, that is straight out of a rom-com. I yeah. mean, that is, that is their territory that yeah. they trod so frequently. <laughs> so glenn yes do you think this movie saved the world i i was on the fence on this question mm. i actually after first watching it i was talking my wife and i both watched this um the other night and um i turned to her after and i said you know i'm gonna come on the podcast and just say no it did not um but <laughs> but I've gone back and forth on that. And and my initial reason for why I was going to say no yeah. is because <laughs> I curious. felt I, it's it goes back to the, the theme of nostalgia. And I felt mm. that mm-hmm. I still feel mm-hmm. that a lot of this movie sort of wallows in the feeling of nostalgia. Um, and I think nostalgia can be a very dangerous place to stay. You know, I think it you over romanticize the past. You don't observe what's in front of you in the present. Um, and it can be a place that really sort of keeps you from moving forward. What 
sort of changed my mind is, is that <clears throat> I think at that moment I was feeling more of those, you know, being sort of washed in that kind of, um, the, 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 where the characters were not in my own nostalgia, but just in the nostalgia of the movie. Um, and the fact that, you know, the fact that, um, uh, oh gosh, Jeff, Jeff's character did get back together with Liz. The fact that Liz shot him down, um, yeah. he was forced to confront that. The fact that, you know, Kenneth coming to, to realize that, oh, we're doing a different mission going forward because Belinda's alive. We don't know how or, or what, but yeah, it felt like the movie did take a turn away from that. And, and, and maybe the, the lesson that we can learn is these are the dangers of, of sort of living in this space and how it, it drives you to take a magazine assignment out in a remote part of Washington, just because <laughs> you want to try and maybe hook up with that girl, you knew 20 years ago or yeah. spend all of your time breaking into government facilities to build some crazy time machine. So I, I think, I, I guess I'm going to say yes. If, if people can sort of take that lesson away from it, I still, I, <laughs> I still feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's, it's easy for folks to sort of like see the, uh, just focus on the past and, and not look forward. Yeah. I think if, and, and maybe this is why I think the, the Jeff story maybe is important because it actually does show the destructive part of trying to do that. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, he, he, he essentially hasn't grown up either. I mean, yeah. he's still, this kind of shallow, stupid guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, yeah, I mean, Liz, that, it, it, that, pr- I guess that's proven to me as a course of our discussion to be a more important part than mm-hmm. I thought when that choice, um, you know, where he, he makes the say, come back with me. And she's like, no, um, that <laughs> right there is actually a pretty important moment because yeah. it does show like, yeah, like Jeff, you're living. You're you're still living in that fantasy world. This is, but life isn't. You just can't. You just yeah. can't. You cannot live in the past. Right. And that is that is a. I think that's an important reminder to all of us um, that Liz is the person that I look at in this movie and so wish to emulate. Like she seems like the most <laughs> she's well balanced. Like, yeah, she is. You know, she's got her own. She's she's her own complete person, and you know, and also like is able in that moment to be like, I've I've done this before, and I'm gonna yeah. stick to my guns, and I know this isn't the right choice, yep. and she's right. Um, and yeah. Anyway, we could all be more like Liz. <laughs> Indeed. So, Glenn. For would you rather, mm-hmm. and this is um, again based on, I think we've kind of uncovered it, you know the nostalgia theme and things like that. So you also have a choice to make. <laughs> so <laughs> would you rather mm-hmm. be Arno ah. or Jeff? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Uh, Arno does have a really sweet gaming laptop, so there's that. Um, 
Uh, but Jeff does have an Escalade uh, and a really sweet condo. <laughs> a condo. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, you know there there one benefit to being Arno is I could go through life uh, with his voice, which. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love his voice and the way that he delivers everything. And of course, I can't help but hear Dopinder from uh, Deadpool. Exactly. That's um, I know, <laughs> Mr. <That's>... Pool. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think I'm gonna choose Arno because <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest with you here, uh, Arno, like. As socially awkward as he is, I also feel like he kind of knows who he is. Like, you know, at one point, Jeff's like, you know, what are you studying? Why are you doing this internship? He's like, diversity looks really good on a resume. Like, Good on a, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like he knows who he is and where he is. Whereas Jeff is just like, hasn't figured it out yet. And uh, No, he's still living the frat boy life. Yeah. He's trying to live the frat boy life. And, and, and that ends with, that culminates with him hanging out with like, oh, can't be more than what, 22 year old, like, and that one goth kid that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Just like, he ends, he ends up driving a go-kart. God, yeah, driving with a, a go-kart. With, yeah. with a half a bottle and a, no, yeah. I, I no, that, that's it, a that's a legend. <laughs> Again, I don't, I don't want I don't want the rock bottom poster to be me on a go kart with a <laughs> bottle of whiskey and a cigarette at you know two in the morning uh, in Ocean View, Washington. I think uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the flame stickers on my sweet gaming laptop uh, over and, that. And and also, I think Arno gets one of the best lines of the entire movie when mm. they were. Talking about stealing the lasers, and he says, st- well, "Stormtroopers don't know anything about time travel. They were basically just." <laughs> I just was like, oh, I had to pause it there because oh, that was so funny. Oh man, like, and so true. Like uh, only like a really weird nerd like us would like <laughs> know exactly what he means and that's yeah. funny yeah totally uh that's awesome <laughs> were just, he's great i love him so anyway all right good choice so glenn i am excited as always but um particularly this time what are we going to do for our next episode well, uh, next week um, will be a very a very special episode of Movies Will Save the World. <laughs> we'll deal with some very some awesome. <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to get pregnant as a teenager, and you know, you have to deal to confront some really choices. yeah. Someone's going to be um, God. I was about to There's say like bo- addicted to barbiturates, but I was like, is barbiturates a really really dated reference? <laughs> like, do people do barbiturates anymore? How old are you? Like, I know. <laughs> those goofball pills uh, that you're taking listen i watched a uh, lot of awesome. uh, after school Bar- specials <laughs> i know i don't know where that poll came from uh I anyway honestly don't really know what they do but it does sound like a bad drug you probably fall asleep i don't know um <clears throat> anyway no uh, yeah, yeah no it's uh, right. uh t- <laughs> next week's a special episode because we have our first ever guest uh appearing on uh, movies will save the world yeah um super cool 
Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, the guest will be my oldest daughter, uh, Joe, who will be uh, joining us, and she has awesome. picked the next movie that we'll be watching. Um, okay. Yeah, the theme that she has picked is uh, Star-Crossed Lovers, and mm, okay, the movie... So, right? The movie will be our our first on this project foray into the anime genre, uh, and it is the 2016 movie Your Name. Well, I don't know that movie, so I'm that makes me doubly excited. Your yeah. name, your the name. name of the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning and it's not my name. <laughs> the movie's actually called Your Name. Every time this movie's come <laughs> up, and you know, from time to time in conversation, and every time. The exact same exchange has happened. What's the movie? Your name? You mean Glenn? No, it's no. Called, it's called your it's name. Called, it's called Chris Peterson. What yeah. are the odds of that? I know it's crazy. So haven't I seen that? So there's Starcrossed, <laughs> Starcrossed anime. lovers. Yep. All right. Yeah. This is gonna be. This will be extra fun. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> and Joe. Yeah. Joe, Joe wanted me to pass along. Uh, there is no uh, copping out and watching the English dub here. We watch the original Japanese audio with with the subtitles? subtitles. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'll follow the rules. <laughs> all right. So, all right. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Another week. Uh, look forward to yeah. looking at uh, the movie Your Name next week. Uh, with our first guest appearance. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, until next time. Yeah.